Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. They are your one-stop commercial residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. So, uh, it is the continuation of Fantasy Football Week here on Couch Potato Diary. By the way, you can find me on social media, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at Primetime Klein. Today, we're getting into a thing called My Dudes. And I, I did something similar to this back in the day. This, this is not a revolutionary concept. Uh, people have My Guys or Flag Players or, or anything of the sort. But this is just, I'm just going to run down um, the the main positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and then a flex, just to give myself a bit more flexibility. Going to go through the guys who are like, these are the guys who I am kind of like, yeah, these are my dudes for the year. These are my ride or dies for the season. Um, And then I've got a couple of later round picks, because I noticed when I was doing it, I was like, boy, that's a done by the fifth with these ones. So (laughs) um, it is... Um, I, I wanted to provide a bit more value. It's like, oh yeah, man, nailed my top three picks. Congrats. Um, but the, these are the guys who I, I'm really confident in going into the upcoming season. And then we're going to start our regular NFL previewing with coaches on the hot seat. Um, this is obviously uh, a very key issue in the National Football League. These are the coaches who I think uh, really desperately need a lot of success in the upcoming season. And we'll get some CFL talk in here as well. So it should be a fun one. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. All right, let's start with my dudes and my dude at quarterback. There isn't a backup here at quarterback. I gave you the value on Monday of Trevor, or on Tuesday, sorry, of Trevor Lawrence. Um, But this guy was my best value at quarterback, and it's Lamar Jackson. I understand that there are evolutions that need to be made as a passer. And he does not necessarily have the receiving weapons that you would like to have. But... I think we are forgetting how much of a game changer this guy is with his legs. And I think a lot of what happened with the Baltimore Ravens last year is while we all think of running back as a rather throwawayable position, by the end of the season, they were calling me to see if I could play running back for that team. Like it, it had completely fallen apart. And for a team that bases their entire offense around the running back uh, and around running the football, not having your running backs is a bit of an issue. So I feel like having Dobbins there and bringing Kenyon Drake in. And while I'm not the biggest supporter of Kenyon Drake, he's better than whatever the hell they were trotting out at the end of last season. So I I do feel like the offense is going to be able to run a little bit better and assuming health with all of these, obviously. Assuming health, I think Lamar Jackson gets back to a main level. Also, I, I think... Losing Marquise Brown is addition by subtraction. I, I I think he was a liability. I think he dropped a lot of passes that this offense needed him to to complete. I think an added focus, again, on guys like J.K. Dobbins, an added focus on um, a player like Mark Andrews, and another year of development for Rashad Bateman. I, I, I really think this offense takes another step. I, I think we could be looking at Lamar Jackson as a potential MVP candidate as the, the season rolls along, and I think we could be looking at him as a fantasy MVP candidate. So he is my dude at quarterback. Um, my dude at running back is Nick Chubb. I said before, I am flabbergasted. Even if it's the back end of the second round, or the, 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 the beginning of the first, or second round, sorry. I feel like this is 
the most talented running back in the league. And he doesn't do much of the pass catching, and that's incredibly frustrating, especially from a, a PPR standpoint. But I think we're going to be six weeks into the season looking at it like, oh, Nick Chubb in the second, hey? Like someone was able to take... Uh, someone was able to take a player and then get Nick Chubb. Um, so you're essentially getting two first-round talents. Boy, that's that team's doing really well. I think he is going to be a league winner this well uh, th- this year. I think he runs with power. I think he runs with agility. I-, I think that he is in an offense that is going to be relying on him quite a bit because Jacoby Brissett's their quarterback for the first 11 weeks of the season. And then when you get into the fantasy playoffs, while... Um, I, I hesitate to say anything glowing about Deshaun Watson. He is, at least the last time we saw him play, a mobile quarterback, and those tend to help out the running back position. So I, I do think that things are lining up here for Nick Chubb to have a breakout. Not a breakout, because I feel like he's broken out, although he's in the second round, so what the fuck? But I, I just feel like this is a guy... Honestly, at the end of the season, we could be looking at him as an RB1. I, I really do believe that, at least in standard leagues. In PPR, I don't think the passing volume is going to get there for that, but I I am flabbergasted that this is a player that is going in the second round. I I think Nick Chubb is one of the most talented running backs in the National Football League. Um, You're probably noticing a pattern from this show and the Monday show. I promise there's some variants here coming up. Um, Just not right away. Uh, (laughs) Because Debo Smith is my dude at running back, or wide receiver. If you listened to the show last year, you know that I was gushing about Debo Samuel. I think this man has the potential to be the best wide receiver in the National Football League by the end of the season. And again, the fact that he is going in the back half of the second round is astounding to me. Tomorrow we're going to get into our kind of best case scenarios. um, And like that is high up there on your best case scenario for drafting Debo Samuel in the second round. Um, Because again, if you can get a a legitimate RB1 in the first round and then back it up with Debo Samuel as your wide receiver one in the second round, I love that. I truly, truly, truly love that. Um, And I, I, I just, I think he is again going to be a real weapon in this offense. Are there concerns about the quarterback? Yes, we don't know what Trey Lance is going to be, but I think he is going to be a very secure safety blanket for a Trey Lance. And again, it's a Kyle Shanahan offense. I think they only scratch the surface on how they can utilize him coming up in this next season. I, I think another full offseason of Kyle Shanahan, knowing what he is doing, being able to unlock a little bit more of his offense with a more mobile quarterback, I... I think also a healthy George Kittle is going to help out quite a bit to try to draw some of the coverage away from Debo. I think everything is lining up for Debo Samuel to have a breakout year, and that's why he is my guy at wide receiver. We're going to keep it going with my guy at tight end, Darren Waller. Like I said before on the, the Tuesday show, this is an elite talent at tight end, an elite athlete at the tight end position, and we've all forgot about him because every week last year, teams were able to double-team Uh, Darren Waller and basically get away with it um, because all the Raiders had after that was Hunter Renfro and a Josh Jacobs who the Raiders inexplicably since he came into the league have been hesitant to throw the football to. I think now with Devontae Adams there with an offense that kind of knows what it's doing I mean Obviously, I think the offense is going to look a little bit different for Josh McDaniels with the um, with the Vegas Raiders than it did in his time. But this guy's had a bit of success with tight ends before. I think that there is going to be a world where Darren Waller again has a big season. I said on Tuesday's show, it is not out of the realm of possibility that this man finishes as your tight end one. And so that's a lot of what this list is, is guys who I think can finish at the top of their position 
and you're getting them in the, the, the second round, the fourth round, the fifth round. These are guys who I, I really think can kind of steal those um, steal those positions for you. And in a league right now or in a game right now where it's kind of tough to separate quarterback and and wide receiver and, and tight end, sorry, if you can get those game changers at those positions, I really do think, because I just think, I think there are so many interchangeable parts at running back. I think there are so many interchangeable parts right now at wide receiver, especially a wide receiver, that I, I do feel like if you can get a dis- difference maker at tight end, a difference maker at quarterback, then you can set yourself apart from everyone else in in your fantasy leagues this year. And so that's that, that's kind of where I am going with, with that. I, I just feel like with Devontae Adams there, this, this Raider offense is really going to be able to shine. Also, the offensive line there sucks. And I think there's going to be a lot of quick passes over the middle. And a lot of those go to the tight end. So I, I think Waller is poised for a breakout campaign this year. And my my flexi dude is Tony Pollard. Um, he's going right now, I believe, eighth round. I, I have loved every time Tony Pollard has gone out there and touched the football. I think that he is an explosive running back. I think he can be valuable in the, the the pass catching department, there's some talk that they're he they're going to line him up in the slot. No team ever does that, but it's fun that they're talking about it at least. So I, I do think that there is going to be a lot of let's get this guy the ball. Amari Cooper is gone. Michael Gallup um, might be ready for the first part of the season, but either way is going to be a little bit banged up. You look around, there aren't a ton of options. I, I think you're going to see a lot of two running back sets this year with the Dallas Cowboys, and I do think you're going to see a lot of Pollard getting the football in those uh, for the Cowboys. So I, I think I think Pollard is poised for a, a really, really good year. And I, I think Zeke can have some success there as well. Like, I don't think Zeke is completely done, but I do think there is going to be room for both of those guys to be able to contribute. A couple of um, deeper dudes. Ah, my deep dudes. Um, at the the running back position, Rashad White with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady loves throwing to his running backs. He has a little bit to, to Leonard Fournette, but I do think that Tampa Bay over the last couple of years would have appreciated if there was a, a more legitimate pass-catching back in the backfield for Tampa Bay, and I think they have it now in Rashad White. Uh, he is going right now in the 13th round. Um, he is a guy who I have my eye on and someone who I really want to be like, hey, Watch out for this guy. Uh, my wide receiver is Chase Claypool going in the 11th round. I think it's easy to forget because Ben Noodle Arm Roethlisberger last year was so noodly an army. Um, Ch- Chase Claypool is really quite talented at the sport of football. And I think he is going to be a player who is going to be able to help out a young quarterback this season. And I, I think that he is going to be someone who... I think he is going to be someone that either Pickett or Trubisky is going to be able to count on in those situations. I think Deontay Johnson is incredibly talented, but a little bit of the dropsies. I, I think Chase Claypool is going to be someone who reminds us all how good he was this season. Same thing goes at tight end. Evan Ingram basically going undrafted at the moment. And I I believe he is someone who there, there is still talent there. He is a I can't quit you guy. Uh, I just I I remember him coming out of college, and I just think he has been held back by the poor offenses with the New York Giants. Uh, not that Jacksonville is any great shakes, but you've heard me talk about Trevor Lawrence. I think Lawrence takes a step forward. I think that means that this whole offense takes a step forward. Doug Peterson has had success with tight ends in the past, and I think he has success with this tight end. So Edvin Ingram is my deep dude at tight end. The 
music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X is where the A's would be and find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. All right, now time to get into our NFL previews. Uh, the fantasy football stuff will continue into next week, but want to get a bit of the NFL stuff started. And we're going to start it today with coaches on the hot seat. I have four coaches who desperately need to be successful in this upcoming season. The first one, it is no surprise, it is Cliff Kingsbury. The Arizona Cardinals, I think, had a disastrous offseason with DeAndre Hopkins getting popped for performance enhancers. So he's out for six weeks. The Kyler Murray drama was real all offseason and Cliff Kingsbury has been uh, basically a petulant child and has been so immature that he cannot just shut those rumors down and that has been remarkably frustrating I feel like the way with the way he has handled this offseason boy it better go well for him this year because you are in still a highly competitive division with two of the top teams in the league yes Seattle took a, a gigantic setback this year, I just feel like Arizona is about to take a major step back. There's so much drama going on right now. Um, Kingsbury was wildly unqualified for the job to begin with. It is actually quite remarkable that Arizona has had the success they have had in spite of him. And I feel like when things fall off, he will be a very easy scapegoat. So he is definitely on the hot seat for me. Another one that's not really a surprise, it is in Carolina, where Matt Rule... Uh, needs this season to go very, very well. He was brought in as this kind of offensive dynamo and a player or, and a coach that could elevate any offense. Um, and no elevation has happened at any point. Uh, this is an offense that has struggled mightily over the last couple of seasons. And now you are getting another quarterback from Matt Rule to play with. And this, again, is a season that needs to go very well. It Already seems like Carolina has an understanding like, okay, um, this Matt Rule guy maybe isn't all we thought he was going to be. There was a lot of excitement and it has just been an absolute dud this year. He is getting his second quarterback who was drafted in the top well, top three, top five. Um, this, got, this time the number one quarterback in his draft. And yes, it fell off in the last spot, but... While I wasn't the biggest Baker guy last year, I do think injuries played at least a bit of a role in that. If you are the offensive guru you said you were, A, you should have got it out of Sam Darnold last year. But B, you got to do it this year or else I, I think that axe is falling in Carolina. Um, we all had Dallas hiring their replacement already with Sean Payton once he retired from the New Orleans Saints. And I think this one could happen in season. Um, I, I think this one could be really interesting if Dallas starts the year like 2-4 and four or 3-3. Three and three. This is a Cowboys team that perpetually has Super Bowl expectations and perpetually underachieves. And Mike McCarthy, again, has not helped with the way last season ended, with the team being so utterly unprepared for that two-minute warning in that playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Mike McCarthy needs a very big year or else he is going to have another uh, entire offseason to take analytics courses that maybe he didn't take. My last one might be a bit of a surprise, but I'm going to go Brandon Staley with the LA Chargers. I appreciate how aggressive he has been in going for on fourth down, going on two-point conversions and, and things of that nature. But when you have a coaching decision cost you a playoff spot the way it did a season ago with the, uh, the, the Vegas Raiders and that whole... 
um, him calling timeout cost them and all, all of these sorts of things. We could debate about that. We debated about it at the time. But when the perception is your coach cost you a playoff spot, um, you kind of need to step up in your, your next year. And when you have an offensive talent like a Justin Herbert, when you have the talent around him like an Austin Eckler and uh, a Keenan Allen and a Mike Williams, and you bring in a Khalil Mack to go along with Bosa on that defensive line, all of the pieces are there now. I don't care what the division looks like. The expectations have been there from day one for Brandon Staley. And you can say last year, oh, it's just everyone getting acclimated to a new system. There are no excuses this year for the LA Chargers. Brandon Staley needs to be the guy, needs to be the guy that we all thought he was going to be. And if that doesn't happen, I, I could really see if the Chargers miss the playoffs again, Brandon Staley is out of there with LA quickly into the Canadian football league. Uh, Vernon Adams is on his way from Montreal to BC. I love this move for the BC lions. I talked at the beginning of the season, how I thought Ber Vernon Adams was primed for a breakout type of a year. And while that didn't happen in Montreal, things certainly fell off. This is BC being aggressive. They have, an incredibly talented team. In a league where you look around, there's not a lot, to be perfectly honest with you. Calgary is going through some growing pains right now with a new quarterback and a transition away from Bo Levi Mitchell. Cody Fajardo is so clearly hurt, and that offense can't do anything right now. BC almost beat Saskatchewan um, in that game a couple of weeks ago, and BC was barely playing with the quarterback. And so you, you look at the, the landscape in the West, and it's like, we are one important win away from the Grey Cup. Like, you... They are going to be so clearly favored in the West semifinal against either a Calgary or a Saskatchewan. You are basically trying to put yourself in the best position to make sure you can be that banana peel Winnipeg slips on. Because they are. Winnipeg's the best team in the league. There, there is no denying that. But you are now trying to put yourself in a position where it's like, hey, all it takes is one. Because they are better than literally every other team in the league. And quite frankly, it's not close. There is a gap between first and second, and then there is a gap between second and the rest of the league. And BC is hoping that, like, look, let's just be better than everyone else and hope that on one night, the ball bounces our way against Winnipeg and we get into the Grey Cup. That's that's basically what BC is betting on right now, and they improved their odds by going out and get Ver getting Vernon Adams. I think it's a great situation for Vernon Adams to try to grow and develop into. Um, and this is, I don't want to say a last chance for him, but this is a very big chance for him to be able to, to step up and kind of reclaim maybe that, that superstar status that a lot of people thought he was going to have coming into the season. That's going to do it for the program today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever possible. Shout out to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. They are the studio sponsor for Couch Potato Diary. And yeah, more fantasy football coverage and a bit of fight talk coming up on the show tomorrow. Talk to y'all then. I'm out.